everyone and welcome to the Theatre Pitch podcast, the podcast where we take a random online encyclopedia article each week, we turn them into theatre pitches and each of us pitch and then at the end of the episode we smush them together. My name is Gem, this is Sean. Hello Gemma. Hello Sean and this is Joe. Hello Gemma, hello Sean. Hello Joe. Hello Joe. Hello audience. <laughs> hello audience. Welcome to this episode, which, Joe, what is this episode about? Well, this week, the random encyclopedia sent us to the Montecito Picture Company. The Montecito Picture Company is a film production company co-owned by Ivan Reitman and Tom Pollock. It is located on the Sony Pictures lot in Culver City, California. And the word Montecito is a city in California in the Santa Barbara County. Ooh. 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 How did you guys find this one? Um, um as always, yeah, sure. He doesn't know yet. <laughs> as always, um, we'll find out in the moment how it went. But honestly, I feel good about this week because I know that for anyone who listened last week, I can only go up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by, yeah. By doing something. Yeah. Literally, if I have a pitch, I've done better this week. <laughs> I find it relatively easy, which I'm worried about because it's not that it's not that complicated, mine. So it might end up I I might be the Joe of this podcast this episode. Mine's not that complicated. I think it was one of those where I looked at the article and went, Oh, that's gonna be super, super easy. And then came up with an idea that I think is a solid idea, but I'm not enthused to see it any- at all. <laughs> so how are we going to decide who's going first? Well, we gonna... that's a good question, Sean. Why don't you go first? Uh, Ooh, self-nomination. That... Gosh, I was going to think of like some clever system where I like, rolled a dice and like <laughs> said, Gemma, pick a number. And then whatever number it was, I was like, oh, Gemma, you have to do. But, okay. I'm going to pick the number, Sean. Go for it. <laughs> that's not a That's not Yeah, you two haven't die. worked out by now. The system is, I avoid going first by telling one of you two to do it. It's whoever gets in there first determines the order. And I avoid going first by being the host. And I always go first because I am the highlight of this podcast. I bring the energy. I bring the theatre. I bring the knowledge, and then I edit it as well. So you know what? I just I just bring it all. Yeah, as far I mean? as Gem and I might know, this podcast might end after Sean finishes his pitch. He might just edit it to make it look like we've said, wow, Sean, your idea was good enough. We can't be bothered to pitch. That's it for another week. Bye. Occasionally, when Sean has multiple ideas, he then dubs over our voices in little mimics of us. Uh, but it's just him talking about Power Rangers RPM. <laughs> Whoa! Don't bring RPM into this, right? Do you know? Do you know the Red Ranger in RPM is in Jessica Jones? Have I told you? Yes, and yeah. I know that one of the other Rangers from it is also Liv Moore from I Zombie. <laughs> Moving on. That's what I was gonna go for. Joe, Joe. Have you not learned? <sighs> Have I broken him? There are two things we never... There are three things we never say around Sean unless we want to rant. But 
before we list them and risk the rest of the show. I wonder what the other two Sean, are. Star Trek in Liverpool. Dear Pitcher. Hey. Go. So this one so this one was an interesting one. And I'll tell you why. So it's basically a list of films that they made. Yeah? That's basically it was it was like a little bit saying, Oh, this is this is who they are and then it was like, This is what they've done. So I interpreted that as here's a list of films. Pick one that you want to put on stage. Yeah. Are we all are we all okay with that? Have you all like have you all lost me or something? You're coming through a little bit garbled, but I'm still with you. Okay. I think. Just I'm pretend just I said something amazing. Oh well, you know, oh, I'm gonna have to edit all of this out because this ain't good banter. Um, so yeah, it was a list of films, so I had to pick a good film that I thought would look good on stage, and I'm looking through, and there is actually a film that I actually really like, and, you know, not many people... Can I guess which one it is? Yeah, can can we each get one guess? Okay, it's a, it's a film that I've, I've watched a couple of times, really enjoyed it, and thought it's a really good film. Okay, um, I know definitely which one it is. I know which one it is. Eurotrip. No. Hitchcock. Huh? Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Yeah. Nope. You mean oh. Hancock? No. Hancock. No. No. No, they did it... they did produce on their Hitchcock the um biopic about uh, the life of Alfred Hitchcock with Anthony Hopkins and uh, Scarlett Johansson. No, it's not them ones. So, so I, so it, it turns out I might be the Joe because I saw Hitchcock and 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 thought Hancock. Uh, okay. Gems made a superhero. Is your pitch going to be for a stage version of Hancock? It's a musical version of Hancock. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, Sean. Um, Sean. Sean, what what's the rest of your pitch? Okay, Sean. Um, can I do- uh, take one more guess? One, oh, serious one. Joe. Is it? Is it? Can. I love you, man. No, but I I love you too. Um, it's <laughs> dis is it Disturbia? Oh yeah, Disturbia's a pretty good film. It's a really good film, and it's all so I I thought oh yeah that's such a good I I enjoyed it. It's you know it's not like the best film in the world. It's basically a rear view rip off, but you know, and it the story is this kid. I mean like he basically ends up having a, an electronic tag put on his leg and he's got house arrest and he can't leave his house and he's you know just doing living his life stuck in this one room and he's looking out the window oh there's a hot new neighbor he's looking out the window oh there's some young kids and they're annoying and he's looking out his window and he's like oh i think my next door neighbor's a serial killer and that's that's the film and it's him just like keeping an eye on the neighbourhood, passing away the hours, and really thinking that his next door neighbour is a serial killer. So uh, I Sean, thought, before yeah? you continue, I do just need to do one thing for an insert here. Have I missed something? It's a loose remake of Rear Window. Rear View is the finishing manoeuvre of the wrestler Naomi. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's Have it. I made... You know what? I get them mixed up all the time. <laughs> James Stewart, a, a woman beating someone by hitting him in the face with her ass. Yep. Same thing. It's easily done, isn't it? Um. So yeah. So that that's the that's the that's the film. What I would do is 
put it on stage and it is basically his bedroom and you follow the kid pretty much the same narrative and you only ever see him in this room and it's him building you really just like you don't know why he's there in the theatre show and you don't really see um, the neighbours you don't see what he sees you see it through him and you see he's telling the story and that's my theatre show it's that that show on stage and I really and the reason why I picked that one because I thought well that's really gonna what what a time to do a show like that when we've all been stuck in a in like our one room or you know in the house looking out the window like you know you've probably been there where during lockdown you you saw someone like walk and you're like well where are they going well well, what's what's their story? Why do they think they can go? And it's basically that on stage, and it's what his, you know, he might see his parents, his mate might come round, you know. But it's that, it's that, it's that film on stage. End of, boom, simple as. No music, no musicals this week. It's just a straight, pretty much one man, one man play. Trying to keep an eye on his neighbourhood. And yeah, maybe his neighbour kills people. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's quite fun. My my, my pitch is not as good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sean, I uh, do want to ask in terms of things. um, So are we keeping the action entirely... To, is the play going to make us wonder more like... Because we, we're going to be in the room the entire time, yeah? We're going to be in the room with him the entire time. Is it playing more off a certain paranoia from the audience than of thinking, what can he actually see? Because we can't see it. We've only got his yes. word to take for it. 100%. It's... it's you're taking his... You, you know... Is he, is, is he a nosy neighbour that's like putting two and two together and getting five... You don't know. And that's what I really I really thought about. Oh, how could I do like the different go to his house, go to his. But then I thought, no, let's take that all away. And it's just, you know, it's just that one room. And it's really left for the audience to try and like, is it all in his head? Is Has the boredom got, boredom got to him? Because I, cause I thought I thought to myself, like, I've been like in this room for like the past year. And I've been out looking out the window sometimes, thinking, "Oh, oh, they're dead. They're, they're finally doing some work on that house over there. Oh, oh, they're making that loft massive. You know, it's that." But you think your neighbour's a serial killer? Wow, I like that. I that's like, I know I like that idea because my brain's trying to start to write it. Yeah, think as of we're talking, how cheap my brain's is like, "I want to go well. now. I want to. I want to type it up." Such okay. a cheap show. I need a bed. Yeah. And a wardrobe. Sound. So much so much fun to perform as well. Yeah, you could you could you could easily play it for laughs. You could easily play it, but then you could also just like play it proper serious, like he's going crazy. Or I, I think it would be a mixture of both. Yeah. I think it's that, you know, it's that talking to yourself can be funny but it can also be really quite scary. I like it. 
I like it. People I live okay. with think I'm talking to myself when I do these podcasts. I don't tell them. They just think I'm just like <laughs> chatting nonsense about Starlight Express. <laughs> Scaffolding. Oh, I'm enjoying that. So it's the people you live that think you're crazy. You live with think you're crazy, and then it's the people at, at at my local shop that think I'm crazy for talking to you, who's not there, uh, whilst I'm walking around. We just need to make sure that Joe is seen as crazy. See, the irony of this is, someone actually messaged me the other day to ask me um, how I've managed to remain sane during lockdown. To which my simple answer to them was that, in fact. I actually was able to keep the same level of sanity by being probably insane going into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Joe, do you need more time to think of an idea? Um, I don't. But okay. um, this is one of those where I've kind of got two ideas in my head. But I'm tempted to, if it's cool, I'm going to try and do both of them as like, you know, kind of... Neither of them are going to go gem time in terms of pitching. Um. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah. I've got my stopwatch out. So my first one is, um, well, this will only really be as important to Jem and Sean, but one of the first projects that I actually worked on when I kind of became a full proper member of OFITD was are currently still unproduced, but waiting for it to work stage play based around 80s nostalgia and specifically a love of the films of the 80s. Whereas to me, this is the, a lot of the films listed here, Euro Trip, Road Trip, Old School, I Love You Man, kind of, these are all the films of a specific kind of like mainstream Hollywood comedy being charted from around year 2000 to 2010 that I have honestly just as much fondness and nostalgia for as I do really for kind of some of the 80s classics. So what I wanted to do was kind of do a thing here about the idea being it's a play about these sort of kind of like the way that these gross out comedies kind of started off being like really kind of oh yeah, we're going to be edgy. And then gradually through them, by the time we get to around like, yeah, I love you, man. They started more thinking, actually, we can't really push it this far if we don't forget that you got to have some kind of actual heart. You've kind of got to have at least one character you care about in there and preferably at least one relationship you care about in there, be it in the case of I love you, man, the relationship between a man and his best man. Um, but so what I want to do is take it about showing this of do the old classic of, um, a writer who, as they're producing these things, the stuff that they're writing starts to become true where kind of, it starts off just about someone who's basically bringing their first screenplay to Hollywood and, um, what they want to do is they want to produce this little comedy that it's not what they want to be writing, but they're pretty sure it's what's going to sell. And that is a road trip style movie. And they basically, this inadvertently does become a hit and they get caught in this loop of making these 
um, more ridiculous films where the thing is, because they realise that was their one idea they had, their life starts pulling in these wild and crazy turns. And so they start writing about, like, that time they went on a trip around Europe to find the girl he was in love with. And all these things, you know, kind of we start pulling from the plot of these films, suggesting that he ran out of ideas, so he just started cribbing from his increasingly ridiculous life. But the ending starts becoming the point where he realises that actually, kind of, he's writing these films, and he's still becoming somewhat successful as a result of them, but he's still not happy because he hasn't written anything he's proud of. Um, and in the way of reaching the climax, which is round about the point of I love you, man. I know all these weren't written by the same person. Go with me. Um, it's his realisation that he's got this far and he's written all these things, but he's kind of pushed away everyone in his life because everything he's thrown into his script has been what's happened to him. So it's featured everyone in his life and they're tired of him cribbing them for his stories and they feel like they're all making them look like a bunch of shallow horny 20 somethings um and so it eventually becomes about how he has to write a script that is reflective of his own desire to actually kind of be liked and it's about how there's nothing wrong with actually wanting to be liked and with wanting to do what makes you happy, even if it's not actually what's the most successful, that ultimately uh, that happiness is more important than success, or at least to some people it is. But if success is what makes you happy, that's okay too. I like it. Yeah. Um, my other idea was just because I love the film Up in the Air, it was an immersive theatre piece set in an airport waiting lobby. Uh, as much as as much as we haven't been able to travel for so long, I I still don't miss airport waiting lobbies. Yeah. So let's just throw the second idea out as frankly it doesn't need developing. Any questions about the first one? I've never thought of using an airport as a performance space. The paperwork would be a nightmare. We wouldn't. Also, all the people who were there to get flights. Yeah, and they wouldn't know. And imagine the entrance. Imagine if you have like a flamboyant character do his entrance on the uh, on the baggage carousel. (laughs) Just appears. Love it. To be fair, you could definitely like get like a a disused warehouse of the kind that apparently exists because it's what we used for Gem's idea last week. And just make it up to look like an airport waiting lobby. Yeah. It's just a series of warehouses next to a runway. Yeah. With some shops. Um, I like your idea. It's 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 very seven psychopaths esque. Mm. It feels like it can be quite on the edge of seven psychopaths. And also that, that Emma Thompson film. I love seven psychopaths. Um, and he's like, you didn't bring a gun to the final shootout. And he's like, no, you didn't. You told me not to bring a gun. <laughs> it is. Such it's one of those film. films that that is surprisingly fun. Um, I like it. I I am curious as to how it becomes a theatre show 
rather than just a film. But well, there is I the thing like is the much in the way of um, kind of how I pitched this for um, when as when we were doing this eighties show. Um, I kind of want to use like an inventive kind of almost pop up set style to kind of like whimsically transition between these various different scenes, kind of and to almost like using things like we can just use projections and stuff. But to create the feel of it almost being like, um, kind of, or uh, you two both, I know Sean does, Jem. Have you ever been to with us see any of the police cops plays? Yeah. Yeah, police yeah, cops are a I've great seen... example of how to use kind of rudimentary prop work and physical theatre to convey the idea of it being an action movie on the stage. And I think that's yeah. the kind of thing that we could do, but applying it to the kind of 2000s gross-out comedy scene instead. Yeah. Oh, police cops do do a really good job of that. Um, this okay. is this is my new way of... Um, you. If you look back at the last few episodes, this is my new way of selling things to Jem and Sean, is I've learned that within their language, it's just if you explain to them a show they've liked and say it will be kind of like that, they don't ask more questions. <laughs> I, um, I, uh... Maybe I didn't ask any more questions because I hated the idea and I didn't even want to try and salvage it. <laughs> it could be that. Maybe, yeah. maybe Sean's never liked an idea I've had. You know, yeah. you think, you know, if something, you think something's so awful, you're like, well, I should just buy a new one. That's how I sit now, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. So, Sean, have you got any questions, or or has police cops no, shut you up? No, I, I, I liked it. I could see, I could see it as a film. I could see it as a play. It's a, it's a nice, it's a nice story. And you know what? That's what I expect from Joe. Yeah, and um, because I know that there is one question you probably have, Sean, which is that actually to combine the two. Um, I think for my local um, regional oh theatre yes, spotlight sorry. this week, um, yes. there's a lovely little kind of um, theatre and cinema in Chesterfield called the Pomegranate Theatre that I think would be the perfect place for this. Okay. Um, pomegranate is a very long word to write out. <laughs> um, as I, I think, take my yeah, notes. Joe, you know what? I, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Perform it in a space like in a in a cinema space, like mm. yeah, I think you've hit. Yes, I'm I on like board. It. Yeah, so yeah. You've, you, you you the context or like the the um what's what's the word I'm looking for? Is it ghost and host? Where you? Expect... I was about to say, are you gonna bring up the ghost and host theory for anybody who's listening who who doesn't have a degree in theatre? Quick summary of the ghost and the host theory is um. Essentially, it's a theory about how spaces, because of our memory of them, uh, are more alive and have, like, the ghosts being the memories that people have of that space. So no space is clean. Uh, so it's it's a big theory in, in theatre that you should use the ghost um, in, in the host space. Or not. Thanks, Jem. Hmm. 
I weren't about to just explain the the concept and theory that I'd brought up myself, but thanks for butting in. Yeah, thanks for gem splaining. I haven't yeah, spoken in a while. Thanks for gem Basically, Joe, Ghost <laughs> yeah. and Host is, you know, spaces that we use or that we've been to. We have a general idea and context for how they're being used. So even when you try and use the space differently, you've still got that sort of like subconscious context that you think. So when you go to a... Yeah, so so like if you were seeing a site-specific piece that was in... Um, that was set in a church and it's inside a church, you can associate them. But if it was meant to be set in like an abandoned warehouse and it was in a church you would still be thinking to yourself, yeah, but I'm in a church. In a church, yeah. Great, great example. Everyone knows what church is. Everyone knows the symbolism. And when you go when, when you go and sit in a church and you see a show, the, the things it's making you feel or think or the themes that the show's telling, you're always going to have that, the context of the, the space that you're in is going to affect that as well. Mm. Um, yes, what you just said, add that theory. Let's do it. Tell you what, I'm just feeling like right now, um, basically after last week, I just feel like the uh, actually getting that pitch to work somewhat is, uh, I, I think for the rest of the episode, you could just insert for me that gif of Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine going, Vindicated! Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not sure how I... Add a gift to Final Cut, but I can Google you, it. You don't need to. It's fine. So, Jem, uh, what's your pitch? Okay. So, I oddly, knowing my pitch, I think we're going to have a fun smush in a bit. Uh, so, my pitch is I very much sort of looked at the personal side of this being a studio and how they open the article with mention of who started the studio. And so I looked at the list more as, well, less as, as a list of films and more as a legacy. So that's very much what I wanted to kind of focus on is my show is a one-man show um, with an elderly gentleman who's looking back at the legacy that he's left. And this idea that he spent his life telling stories and the impact those stories had on people, and is that the impact that he wants to leave behind? And, you know, did he just, with silly films, encourage bad behaviour? Did, you know, that question of, have you done enough? Uh, what have you left behind? Are you proud of it? Uh, is it something that you can, you can put into the world and be proud of? Uh, especially since the film industry is fraught with, uh, things that are getting destroyed because the other tangential things like people attached to them are um are destroying it uh because they are bad people but it i i, I was very curious by this idea of this guy has has made you know this guy and by inspiration the the the, the people who have these studios they've made or, or broken careers they've made or broken dreams they've made or broken stories and ideas that get put out into the world and you don't think of that as a big responsibility 
but increasingly it is. So that's what I really wanted to explore. And that's pretty much where I got with the idea. Because I thought the, the more I elaborate on it, the more it'll just be writing the script. I know. I I, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it, Gem. I like it, Gem. It's, this has made me really, really think, like... This is like the second week where like I've pitched the thing that I thought is so obvious and then you two have gone like nowhere near what I thought was like the most blatantly obvious and I thought everyone was going to do and you've just gone like proper deep. And I know I th- and- I thought I thought we were all going to pitch the same thing as well. Yeah, I have um uh one comment to make and a question. Uh the comment okay. being I'm so amazed that there's that Ivan Reitman is the creator there. He created Ghostbusters. The most yeah. recent film by Montecito Picture Company is his son making a Ghostbusters movie, and none of us have pitched Ghostbusters on stage. Um, but also, uh, Jem, my question for you is: um, your piece is all about legacy, but what is a yeah. legacy? What do you mean? <laughs> the answer is it's planting seeds in a garden you never get to see. Come on, keep up, Jam. Ah, it's quotes left side. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um. Oh. So we're going to cut. We are going to cut to the smush, which I think you know we've all pitched essentially one person shows. We've all pitched them. Can't do an episode without about... a musical, can we, Joe? No, just when we thought we were going to get there. <laughs> had to go and just chuck in a Hamilton quote. I've been listening to Hamilton this week as well. I thought that sounded familiar. Um, Hang on, you don't know Hamilton off by heart. I do know Hamilton off by heart, Doesn't but I like a couple okay, of Okay, Jam, pop quiz. Dun, 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 dun. How does a... There are five... It could be, it could be any of them, Jam! <laughs> <laughs> Try one. Hey Gemma, what but room do you want to be in? Instinct, bastard, orphan, son of a whore, and a Scotsman dro- dropped in the middle of a. We know that I know it. Um, so the smush. And I can't. I, and um, I, and the smush. We've all pitched one person shows. I want we've to make pitched... it clear. I pitched a show where I t- detailed the journey yeah. of the main character. It wasn't a one man play. He had he he had a point where there was like lots of people True. pissed off that yeah. he was making the, films the, about them. Very much opposed to this is a, this is your conventional like kind of I'd say about like ten eleven cast play. I envisioned it as a one person show somehow. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> I think my brain was just excited that there were other one person shows about. Um, I think. Because jo- Joe's is about somebody looking back on their life. Mine's about somebody looking back on their life. Sean's about somebody staring at a potential serial killer. How are we going to I thought to mine smush... was the obvious one. How are we going to smush these ideas? Anybody got any ideas? Okay. Um, oh, oh, I know. I, I, know. Joe, I know. I'm going to let Sean pitch his idea first. But, right. Yeah. So it's my show. <laughs> It's my show, but instead of having like, instead of having 
serial killer neighbors it's he's got all quirky neighbors and they all they all inspire him to make all these different films that's that's what joe's Ooh, I like that's what that. joe's one is isn't it um my idea was actually different was it was kind oh. of combining elements of all three which is um it's about um a legacy but in this instance it's um an old man who sits down to or old person i'll open it up um uh an old person who they sit down deciding that they want to create their life story so the play entirely takes place within one room in which they are attempting to write a script of the film of their life and as they're doing this we see various scenes happening within the room of kind of almost them recreating the memories but detailing kind of it and them getting lost in mixing up memory and bits of films they saw at the time these things were happening and it's kind of bits where it's like so ingrained in their life is the pop culture that they absorbed that they can they can't really distinguish which bits happened to them which bits were things they saw and which bits were things they saw but in the style of things they were watching at the time ooh i like that son yeah. any thoughts yeah i do like it uh, and as a result there can be a running thread where they constantly keep thinking that their next door neighbor was a serial killer, but they're not sure whether that was just because they kept seeing rear window or rear window type films such as Disturbia. And, and that, 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 that the film script that they've always had, that they've always been working on, but nobody's ever published has been about a serial killer living next door, but they've been typecast into their own writers, writerhood and they're only expected to write comedies yeah. and they don't want to turn it into a comedy because they, God damn it. It's a real ser- serial killer. Yeah. Couldn't it just uh, be a twist at the end? We all think he's going to make like this great film. And then it just turns out he's living next door to a serial killer. <laughs> and that's how it ends. He's dead. I was going to say the twist is just like, and the script he eventually writes is my super (laughs) ex-girlfriend. After all all that deep stuff, he just comes out with that. Yeah. Yeah. You just look at the script at the end and it just says my pitch for how they should have done Hancock. And I, and I, and I think how, how, like the, the 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 some student will take that show and make it really deep in their analysis of it, um. Yeah. But it is like most uh, most Hollywood films sometimes where they just give up on the ending. Uh, okay, so we have this kind of always eventually had to be these things because we started it by mentioning Rear Window with Disturbia and also with mentioning Gem's confusion between Hancock and Hitchcock. Hitchcock being the bloke who made Rear Window. So, you know, it all has to tie together eventually all, with Hancock as well. It's all cyclical. You know what else, yeah. Joe? You know what else where we're talking circles? You know where you mentioned Power Rangers earlier about RPM? Oh, fucking hell. I have, I have a pop vinyl behind me of um, iZombie. <laughs> and it is Liv Moore, who was, as you know, the Yellow Ranger in Power Rangers RPM. So it's all, it's all one big circle. It's all and a big circle. She also played the younger sister in the movie The Lovely Bones, which is about a serial killer. 
There you go. Hey. Wow, what a small world. <laughs> there you go. So Ro- Rose is the centre of our universe. <laughs> Rose McIver. Good yeah. shout out to, to her. Yeah, this is um, all part of the MCU, the McIver Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, there you go, everybody. Thank you for listening. We've had three pitches and a fourth smush. Um, and if you want Sean, to find I'm out hand more, over to you. oh, thank you, Jim. I, I was, I got too excited. I, I, I didn't I forget excited. about you. I thought you did. You know, I thought I thought you was about no. to do that bit where you go, oh, well, next week I want to hear seeing something about the audience, and we're always like, you can't see the audience, Jim. So, but if you want to see more of us on Instagram, on Twitter and Facebook, just Google search. One Foot in the Door, or OFITD Arts. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, all of our information is in the description below, whatever you're listening to this on. It's it's a link tree, so you can get, get to all of it. And if you want to follow me, it's uh, still Shawnee B on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to follow... Who should I go for? Gemma. It is... OFITD underscore Gem with a J. And also at Happiness Anonymous Show for my other podcast. Mm. And if you want to follow Joe, you can do that at... On Twitter, you can follow me at NotJoeRanchka. That's N-O-T-J-O-E-R-A-C-Z-K-A. And if you want to find my other podcast, you can do so by searching for Boat Club Improv and Cannon Fodder with Joe and Joe, wherever you listen to your podcast. But, uh... It might not be Boat Club Improv very soon because we might have some written sketches coming. Yeah. Oh, deviating from the norm, challenging yeah. yourself. I like it. Actual written material. I know. Wow. But It's like you're using your degree, Joe. <laughs> this is why but, we've been so poor at Fortnite because instead of concentrating, they're just like going through bits on voice chat. Someone's shooting me. I've been killed. But no, Joe's like, oh, what do you think of this? Um, sorry, protect Sean, me? what are you talking about? I only know um, massively multiplayer online battle royale game. Oh, whatever. It, you know, but you know what? You should stick together. So would you like to know what we're going to be doing next week? Yes. Yes. Next week, we're going to be doing... Warwick Castle! Warwick Castle is a medieval castle developed from a wooden fort, originally built by William the Conqueror during 1068. Warwick is the county town of Warwickshire, England, situated on a meander of the River Avon. So, you guys are talking about Fortnite, or whatever Joe likes to call it, so that we're not using the word Fortnite. I've gotten really, really into Velheim, which is very building building wooden castles if you so deem it to be i'm very excited for this well i think we can all agree this could have the potential to be a very good episode but let's find out how it goes next i mean can i just can i can i just throw it out there right we're all going to be doing a site specific performance at the warwick castle aren't we (laughs) (laughs) almost certainly but i've genuinely already got my idea and I don't think it's going to be the same idea that you two do. Zombies. I, I, I've got, at the very least, an alternate idea. I've got... My idea is it's a site-specific performance at Warwick Castle. About kings and stuff. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, 
It well, might be now. <laughs> well, we will have to wait until next episode, but thank you everybody for listening. And we will see you, hear you, and listen to you in the next one. And thank you so much. Pitch out, bitches. Bye.